why that matters to you, mm-hmm. what it does for you, all that good stuff. We are going to get into the announcements first. So take it away, Shannon. All right. Real quick. You can restock from home this month without any hassle. Um, Our awesome August reorder special is the Summer Grill Pack. So you can kind of mix and match as you see fit with our premium steak burgers, our chicken cutlets, and our pork cutlets. Um, So any 10 servings of those absolutely free with your reorder. Still have some time to take advantage of that before September. Um, And if you are receiving your reorder and your delivery, be sure to snap a photo, post it on Facebook uh, of your delivery driver or mention, uh, you know, your delivery experience. We would love to hear and celebrate that as well. And with that, let's get into today's podcast. Let's do it. So as Justin mentioned, I guess we're doing, we're talking about obviously animal welfare. Yes. And um, I guess let's start here. Let's, let's just ask the age old question. Why is animal welfare even important? Why should we even talk about animal welfare? Mm. I was going to say one, the love of animals, right? I think that's the obvious one. Yeah. And I'm asking this to the people that are listening to, Yeah, right? You know, they can answer these questions as well in the comments or, you know what I mean? While you're just listening to us as far as like on the podcast or whatnot. Yeah. I'm just listening to it. But yeah, like, I guess that's the biggest question is why is this even important? Why should we, why should anyone care? We talk a lot about how it affects the eating experience, right? And the quality of the product in terms of, you know, it's tenderness and it's texture and things like that. So I know it's directly related to that. And of course, you know, just the caring and the love of another, you know, living creature. Uh, so I think it's a combination of those two things. And I'm sure there's, you know, many other aspects that uh, pertain to its importance. Mm-hmm. It comes down to ethics, if you ask me. Yep. yep. I mean, yes, we can eat animals and we can treat them fairly and do it in a responsible way. They can exist, you know, at the same time. Right. And a lot of people learn how their food actually makes it to the table and they go a little extreme they go vegan they do all these things because you know they see the dark side of how this process takes place Mm -hmm. and what a lot of people don't realize is just because it's done that way in the conventional commercial supply chain doesn't mean that you can't source really high quality products where animals were treated with care they were treated fairly Mm -hmm. Um, the concept we always talk about an animal should have one bad day Yeah. You know, that exists and there's a ton of misinformation about species, agriculture, you know, mono agriculture versus regenerative agriculture. And mm-hmm. by eating the animals that are raised in a regenerative way, you're actually helping billions and billions of insects, microbes, species actually mm-hmm. exist and thrive. So by eating meat that was raised the correct way, you're actually helping advance life. Right. Yeah, and then in, in that sense as well, like the circle of life, right? You mm-hmm. like mentioned that, yes, you are, you know, eating meat, but then you're giving back to the environment and the experience that that animal, you know, it's life. Like how you said, it has a great life and it has one bad day, but, you know, you're, you're, I guess, supporting that in, right. the, in that way. You're supporting that whole cycle, you know, that whole holistic cycle of life. And I think it's easy to kind of break down this question when you think of, you know, yourself personally, like, do you own pets? You know what I mean? Like, do people own dogs? Do they own cats? Do they Mm -hmm. own hamsters? Do they own lizards? Right? Like, how do you treat your pet? Right? Like, I think a lot of people, you know what I mean? They they give their dog even better food than they're eating. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, or their cat or something like that. They they live a great life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Why? There's tons of animals around the world, right? Mm -hmm. Why is it only that, you know what I mean? Like, our pets can live that kind of lifestyle. Shouldn't all pets or shouldn't all animals have that have have that sort of uh, access to that sort of lifestyle, right. you know what I mean? And I think as a human, I mean as as people who are pet lovers, yeah. 
know what I mean? Who like animals? I think that's the easiest question to answer. Is like you, of course, you would want that for your for your own pet. You would want that for any of the animals that are out there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think that's huge. And and you know, it says something here is like animal welfare is important because there's so many animals around the world suffering from being used as entertainment, food, medicine, fashion, scientific advancement, and exotic pets. Mm. Right. So I mean. The pets thing, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing because I think that, again, people are treating, you know, as long as they're treating the animals with, with humane care and treatment and the way that they're supposed to be treated, I think, you know what I mean, it's a great thing. But when it comes to the food you're eating, mm-hmm. why is it why is it different? Yeah. I mean, there, there's that's a, a gray area there, right? It's like someone has a pet, you have a dog, like the high energy breeds, I see this all the time. Like if you have a husky mm-hmm. and you don't run it yeah. three to five miles a day, yeah. you're doing that animal a disservice. Yeah. Right. So it's the same thing on raising food. Mm-hmm. Like we know that pigs are social creatures. They need to be out, you know, hanging out with the other pigs, running around being social. So it's all about how you do things. There's no right or wrong way. You, know, you, you can't say like, don't have pets or don't eat meat. It's right. just not that simple because right. the same people that are pounding the table saying, I'm not eating meat. They're going to go buy plant-based food that mm. came from a mono agriculture concept mm-hmm. that is killing billions of species of animals yeah. right like billions of animals die so that you can eat that vegan product right billions of animals thrive because of the animal-based product that i eat right right and that regenerative you know agricultural method yeah and i think you have to i mean you know that that whole argument i think you have to kind of separate the two as far as like you know like you're not gonna you're saying you're not gonna kill anything right like you know in terms of eating like your plants are living organisms as well Right. So when you take on a plant's life, it's the same thing as growing food. Like, Well, and I think, Justin, too, like you're talking about like the environment and the soil, like all the microorganisms like they're living as well. And like yeah. we're we're killing those at, you know, such a high rate. And there's billions of them. Yeah. You know? yeah. All the pollinators, like all that stuff, whether you eat meat or plants from the commercial supply chain, right. like the way that that was raised is what's important. It's not what you're eating. Right. Mm. Yeah. Right. That's huge. I think because a, a lot of well, times we're so we're sorry we're no, so dis, we're so disconnected. So you just see like the food just shows up there in the grocery store. You don't have to think about how it was raised, how right. it affected the environment, how it affected that you know that farmer and that family who was raising it, how it was transported to you. I mean, like you're not thinking about all those things because it's you were so desensitized to it just being available and ready. Yeah, you know. And I think at the at the same point, like when you're talking about those farms that are using those regenerative practices, they are treating the animals probably not as like pets, but they're treating them a lot better than, you know, as, as, as far as these CAFOs go, you know, like they mm-hmm. don't care. It's just a, a number kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas those regenerative farms, they're they're worried about the same things. Like, how is this animal you they're know, feeling invested. like, you know, like if it's too hot outside, they mm-hmm. care about it. If, it, if it's, you know, there's uh, a drought and the, anim- the they're not getting enough grass, like they care about those kind of things. They mm-hmm. care about the kind of water that they're drinking. They, you know, like and we're talking you're talking and we're talking specifically about like meat but we even like a couple weeks ago we were talking about like genetics for breeding same mm-hmm. thing like you're invested in the life of that animal because generations after that is also affecting you know you your business the people that will be consuming that product you know it's so it's so uh in in integrated really when we've we've kept the food system so separated really right and you mentioned the other point of the eating experience mm-hmm. right i guess can you go in more on the eating experience, essentially? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm for sure, for sure. Justin probably knows <laughs> yeah. more than I, but yeah, I mean, it's the the way that the animal is being raised. If it's raised in a stressful environment where it's then releasing adrenaline and cortisol and things like that into its bloodstream, I mean, they've proven that animals that are butchered in a, in an inhumane or a stressful situation, then like when their meat is tested after the fact, like it has adrenaline, cortisol, like it's going to be a lot. Um, 
what's the word? Tougher. Tough, yeah. yeah, it's going to be a yeah. lot tougher because of that difference in how it was, how it was treated and then how it was processed because both of those things matter. Yeah. That's the rigidity. Like you literally chew <laughs> your steak a lot more mm-hmm. if an animal is under stress in the last 24 hours. Yeah. So you can definitely tell the difference. And then the same thing in the chickens. You can see the striations and you get yeah. a really tough kind of leathery kind of, you know, piece of meat. And then, you know, we talk to a lot of people that will say, I don't eat pork for that mm-hmm. exact reason. And they're not, they don't necessarily have an allergy or any kind of restriction to eating pork. It's more so just they have no idea how, you know, these pigs are being raised. And, and like you said, their pigs are super social animals and they have feelings and <laughs> you sound kind of soft, right? You have feelings. <laughs> <for> <laughs> no, but they, no. Do, they really do though. It's mm-hmm. very true. Yeah. You know, so you hang out like, with some pigs, hang out with some cows. Like yeah. You're going to, you're going to feel like they're just like your pets. Right? Yeah which is okay, right? But that's, for me, that's why I'm so obsessed with where it comes from. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I will not buy meats in the commercial supply chain. Like I'm not going to support the torture of animals, yeah. Yeah. right? It's just, if you, you don't know what you don't know, but that's what's happening. When you see the heavy white striping in the chickens, mm. like that means the entire life, which was only 39 days of that chicken, was a very miserable, stressed mm. No development in the legs because they got too big too fast. They couldn't walk. I mean, it's wow. it's so inhumane. And then you're going to go to the grocery store. You don't see that supply chain. You go, oh, mm-hmm. ninety nine chicken. Let's do it. Exactly. I guess, you know, when it comes to that, like, I, what do you guys believe to be true as far as, like, somebody who's, like, would say that they don't care about those kind of things? Like, you know, like, well, I don't know. I don't know how, you know, anybody that really is exposed to it, maybe you don't have the information and you don't know what's going on, but how are you, like, how do you, are, how are you exposed to these kind of things and then still be able to say, hey, yeah, like, I'll, I'll eat that kind of, you know what I mean? I'll, I, I'll eat those kind of things. I mean, lack of education, essentially, and in, in knowing that, you know, um, knowing that those kind of things are going on, because like we just said, you look at the package, you know, you're conditioned to go and pick it up and buy it. You're not thinking about, you don't even know, like, about this, like white striping, certain people are not like they don't know that what that is that that has to deal with the intermuscular fat, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's all about education and learning about it. But I still think even though even if we did educate everyone and everyone was aware that you know price matters or convenience matters, and some people may make that choice because it's it's easier or it's more convenient versus you know what's healthier. But if you go based off of the taste and based off of I mean, I don't know. I think that's that's kind of hard to answer. I think that that's going to be different for every person. Mm. I mean, I have a take on that just because yeah. I talk to people all day, every day, yeah. different families. Yeah. Some people don't care. Straight See? up. You tell them, you yeah. go through all of it, and they will look you right in the eye and go, I could care less what happens to these animals. They'll wow. say that right to my face. Wow. They're See? like, what's the bottom line number? All I care about is price. Mm. Mm. You know? Yeah. So for, for some sure. people, you know, if an animal has to suffer for them to save a dollar... I mean, I have my opinion on those types of people. Mm. Breaks my heart. Yeah. Right. You know, like I, I'm a, a meat-based diet, mm. but I do it the right way. Right. And we're never going to stop eating meat. Right. Like it's not going to happen, but mm. we can do it the right way. Right. Yeah. Yep. So it's all about your values, what you care about. I mean, if you can look me in the eye and say, you don't care at all about the torture of animals, like we're not going to be friends. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. I respect your right to exist and feel that way. Right, <laughs> but you know, you know, don't shop with Heartland. I mean, this I had this conversation with someone the other day. It's just like, I can get it at Aldi for this price. Mm-hmm. You know, like if if you're a penny more, I'm not shopping with you. And mm-hmm. that's after talking about all this stuff. Wow, 
If that that penny's more important, keep moving. Right. It's fine. Right. You don't have to shop with us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, then I think that's there's your answer because yeah. regardless of the education or whatever, people are going to make their decision based on you know what what they value. So, I mean, all we can do is talk about it, educate, right? Provide a an alternative because that's what you know that's what Heartland does is we mm-hmm. provide uh, that farm specific option to people who may not have had that option yeah and and for people who want that this is a blessing you know to be able to have that you know at your fingertips to be able to prepare and cook meals for your family um to have the safety of the the way that the products are packaged and then the peace of mind about how they're raised how they're treated the family farms like it it's just i don't know how you could go any other way you know it's hard for me to hear things like that yeah you know, no me too because i just i feel so bad you know and when i know we try everything we possibly can to to share the benefits and you know the features and to you know educate you know not only the heartland customer base but anyone you know listening to our podcast uh, who tunes in and like goes to our website anything like that just to to share you know why this is so important i feel like that's also why we do the podcast as well I'd be interested, though, you know what I mean, to know, like, as far as, you know, wa- not wanting to pay for, for you know, like, if it, if it really was a dollar perspective, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, what else is like that in life? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're you're willing, like, what else are you cutting corners on to save a dollar, you know, to save, you know, four quarters when um, it's really like, you know what I mean? Like, there's so much more on the mm-hmm. other side of, you know, what you're really doing. Like, you're going to save on, on eating, you know, that type of way, but what you don't know is the benefits of eating quality food then makes you a better product you probably feel better you probably do other things and maybe you can you know like for me again it just gets back to maybe you're not making enough money if you're trying to save (laughs) money you know what i mean like for me that's that's why i I just don't agree with it because it's like and we could have that conversation i I wish i could have that conversation with somebody that would just be like hey like you know like i don't care and and it wouldn't be a a conversation to have them join the service it would really just be a conversation to try to understand understand a perspective yeah because you know, there's so much more that goes along with treating animals the right way and in, 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 in the entire ecosystem yeah. you know I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Like as far as like the, the entire world and, and raising animals and how they're they're doing all these processes and how they're living. Oh, sorry. I get kind of choked up on this, <laughs> thing, but how they're living and all those kind of things like it's it's no, it's cool because I think we're starting like we're, we're starting the conversation. That's what like, you know, talking about this is kind of doing is bringing it you know to light and having those hard conversations. Right. Because. Right. It's middle cut. Cu- it's middle class squeeze. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. I, it's people. I see that the trap happens all the time, right? Like you're trying to save a dollar on a chicken breast as they drive their Mercedes mm. to right. the to the cheaper grocery store that's further away. That's hard. Yeah. On the, you got to put ninety three octane gas in the car, right. Right? right? Because because people have just missed the priorities, or just they didn't do it the right way. Right. Yep. Right. It's like from the very beginning when I had no money, I had a negative net worth, living in an apartment. I did not compromise the quality of the food. Right. Mm. Like that was going to like that was going to happen before mm-hmm. houses bought, before mm. cars bought. It's right. just where are your core values? Yeah. Right. right? And people I I get it, right? It's like got put the kids in private school, put them in right. the dance lessons. like the costs add up fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I need yeah. a nice car cuz my neighbors do. I need a bigger house cuz you know. Yes. Yep. And those things take priority. Got to have the brand new iPhone. Like mm-hmm. do you really need those things or did you really not really think about what your core values are and then build a life around that. That's mm. true. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you may want those things, but do you necessarily need them? You know, when you're food, talking about food, <laughs> but food, yeah. you do need it. You know, you yeah. can, uh, you can choose to get the, uh, what's it called? Like the lower brand for the paper towels and the toilet paper. Right. 
you, know, you can get the off brand. You don't have to get the brand name, and you could save a couple bucks there. But maybe when it comes, about how that's going to affect you? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, I mean, oh, it, maybe it affects you. It's a little more rough, but I mean, your health, <laughs> stressed hormone, chicken. Like, which one do I want? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I, I'll still buy. Like, I go to Walmart. So yeah. you know, I talk to a lot 100%. of people who are not where I am in life yet, mm-hmm. or ever probably, <laughs> and they're like, I don't go to Walmart. Like, right. what, why are you too good to go to Walmart? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? yeah. I just we go to Walmart. Just yeah. it depends on what you're getting. Exactly, at we're not buying <laughs> food at Walmart. Right. But I mean, your your bounty paper towels is the same whether I get it at Target or whether I get I'll it at Walmart. I get the generic brand, like oh, yeah. like when I run out of trash bags or something. Yeah, right. I go to Walmart. Yeah. I get the generic brand yeah. because a trash bag's a trash bag. Yep. Right. The chicken is not the chicken. Like it's totally true. different. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's true. I wonder. I hope that you know <laughs> it's an interesting and unique way of you know thinking about it. Is that's true. Oh, but I mean food that's you like need. you said, it's priorities. Because mm-hmm. I mean you're gonna cut on the amount of food, but oh, I can't go into Walmart. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, you're you're. It, it doesn't prioritizing make sense. status and like what you think. Like, oh no, I don't go to that kind of store. Like, what do you mean? You, <laughs> yeah, I, I I know people that are worth nine figures that still go to Walmart. Those mm-hmm. are because th- they're smart because they uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, people with nine figures are still shopping in, in the uh, uh, one of those save money. The uh, uh, stores, their stores. Yeah. And things like that. You know what I mean? Like you think there. about it, like people talk about that. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't even know. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's like one of those things. Again, I think, like you said, people's priorities are just so misconstrued when you and, and it's 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 like other than the price of that chicken, you're going to have a totally better experience on a better quality product. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Eating, feeling everything. So to save a couple of bucks, like for that, right? What's it like you said, What's save it, it on your trash, you? your trash <laughs> bags. All about what you value. Like, yeah, it's what it's wor- you know what it's worth to you. Some people value their time more than their money. It's all about like your perspective. I feel like of it, but I feel like the the hard part is when people are not informed, and if the information is out there, I feel like we're all better off. Yeah, but I mean, we're talking about the people that get the information. Yeah, and then, who and then still, are still decide, like, there's well, there's nothing we could do. No, nah, like to help you. That's but crazy. We'll keep doing the podcast. Keep listening. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe you'll change your tune. And you really can't talk about animal welfare without talking about, you know, one of the huge kind of staples in this. Proponents. Yeah, yeah. proponents in this, uh, you know, industry in general, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Temple Grandin. Dr. Temple Grandin. Sorry. Yes. Dr. Temple Grandin. And uh, I mean, I guess let's let's just kind of go into, you know, as far as as why is she so important in this space? And then we can kind of like go back and retract and, you know, kind of where she started and, and where she's kind of, you know, essentially where she's at now. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been in the field for, I think, three decades now. Yeah. So 30 years. Yeah. She was born in 1947. Um, and she went to school at Colorado State University for animal sciences. Um, so she's uh, an autistic scholar. Um, and she was the one who came up with the methods on how to humanely process cattle. Mm-hmm. And I think they use her methods now for pork as well. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, she's very popular. She's worked with uh, a ton of um, well-known farmers, ranchers, and um, I mean, now she's been Kinda so popular. Though. She's like been on like TV shows. They made a movie about her life. Um, I think you know that that topic is becoming more popular, so people are you know interested in it. But that's a little bit of background about her. And I think to really understand her, you got to kind of understand what she kind of went through as well. I think like, you know, it's documented that she was like as a three year old, she still didn't. She wasn't uh, vocal. Yeah. You know, and, and verbal, then yeah. verbal. My, my apologies. Mm-hmm. She wasn't verbal. And then from that, she kind of, um, I guess, was diagnosed with autism. Yep. And I think that kind of promote proponent of 
you know, being labeled and stigmatized with that kind of um, label, essentially, she was able to use that superpower, so to speak, right, to yeah. uh, be able to kind of, you know, develop these these ways of, of actually being able to, I think, like, Justin, you always mentioned that it's like the the, the actual bees are, are, are being, you know, so, sort of like hugged before. Yeah, they, part of the step is cr- like the cradling. Yeah, and she was able to kind of think, you know, outside of the box, essentially, kind of, you know, put herself in their shoes, so yep. to speak, to be able to kind of develop these these practices that are that are there now. Yeah, so, how unique. I think it's, a you know, one of those zero to 100, you know what I mean? You talk about Drake and you talk about these rappers, they always have these <laughs> lines. But, like, that, you know what I mean? Like, really, like, you grow up and, and you know, you're labeled and you're stigmatized as mm-hmm. autistic. And, you know what I mean? You have this, um, again, label on you and, and, and you go from that to being able to literally blow the barriers off you know what i mean just like recreate what's mm-hmm. really supposed to be necessary for these animals because only you were able to kind of perceive that yeah like let alone to uh, overcome those and then and and for her educational background like i mean her high school career and her college career and like you said she's a doctor yeah. but then you know to put her herself in the position of you know helping animals and then like how widely known now and how widely used her methods are is just a testament to you know not only her genius but i'm assuming her persistence as well yeah absolutely so yes yeah. yeah, so she was born in boston mm-hmm. um, boston massachusetts got her degree in psychology in 1970 mm-hmm. her master's degree in 1975 her doctorate in 89 wow pretty impressive yeah you she's I mean? she's a genius and um Creekstone Farms uses her methods of um, harvesting as well. And so, I mean, I don't specifically know a lot about it, but I know that they the steers, like, follow each other so that they can't, like, see anyone on the sides of them or, like, they can only see the steer in front of them so that they're not disturbed, they're not spooked, they're not scared. Um, and then they have that, that cradle aspect, the cradle step, which is supposed to mimic, like, a hug. Yep. And then I know that's, like, a silent bolt gun to the head, so it's an automatic Pretty death. Quick. They don't feel any pain, so there's no, you know, adrenaline, cortisol, or anything like that. Um, in terms of the actual processing. Mm. Yeah. So obviously the ethical way to do it, mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah. it takes effort and intention yep. and you don't have to do things this way. Yep. And that's what we've seen. We talked about it last time, the California thing. Yeah. Yep. Smithfield literally said, we they said, we'll s- leave. Well, we'd rather <laughs> leave than, than treat the animals correctly. Yeah. And like harvest them, you know, pain free, all that kind of stuff. It's ridiculous. I mean, that's a, that's a crazy stance. I mean, we talk about like evil in the world, things mm. like that. Yeah. I mean, they are torturing animals right. on an incredible mass scale. Yeah. And because chills. you just That's see it sitting on a shelf, you have no perspective and you just buy it. Right. So we're here to tell you there's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. There's absolutely a difference. Do you feel like, and, I'm, and this is probably a rhetorical question, but that... In our society at this point, we're really removed from our food and the process that it kind of goes through. Incredibly. Mm -hmm. You think about if if, uh, we lost some of the modern technology, I mean, what what percentage of humans could feed themselves if the grocery store didn't exist tomorrow? A very small percentage. Right. So, and that's something, by the way, I've never done it go hunting you know mm-hmm. i'd love to yeah you talk to people who do that yep. and it's a very sacred thing you know right. they don't waste any of the animal they mm-hmm. never just kill for fun anything like that but right. yeah i think all of us should kind of have that experience so oh, yeah. to be more connected to our food and understand you know 
the yeah. whole process and have appreciation for it yep. and then but with our dollars so that way we're we're doing this all the right way because yep. it's so much deeper than just the way the animals treated because mm-hmm. the, the side effects of just factory farming i mean <laughs> you're poisoning the water supply yep. you're you're doing all these other things that that have consequences you know <laughs> the air the water the soil yeah like all aspects and impacting so many people, not only, you know, close in close proximity to where these places are, but then you're talking about the impact, you know, worldwide on the quality of the products and, you know, the animals and the environment. Mm. And I, I don't want to blame it on education, but do you think, because I, I heard, you know, recently that like in certain counties and in certain areas like that are more rural, mm-hmm. like I can't even say that word. Rural. <laughs> rural, yeah, right, that that they actually, in, in high school and, and in these classes, there's, like, classes that, you know, these kids take that oh, yeah. are, are, they're more, you know, s- like, they're introduced to these kind of aspects and these kind of things because it, it's in their backyard. Like, processing classes or, like, butchery classes or, like, farming and agriculture, right, like, yeah. things like that, which, I mean, and I'm sure there are programs and things like that at high schools, but I don't think Not they're mine. as, well, there wasn't Not mine either, really, but... Like, I'm sure they're more uh, available in, you know, those areas which you spoke of, those rural areas. Yeah, but I mean, like... But it's pretty cool. If you're a a Heartland customer and you're in the... You know what I mean? I went to school in Fairfax County Mm. in Virginia, right? Or you're in Loudoun County or you're in these schools. Like, I I think it's worth... You know what I mean? Uh, Maybe they do in Loudoun because I'm not not sure. Right. Because there are... You know what I mean? Like, they're back to that kind of thing. Like, you know, there are farms there. There's wineries there. There's land there. But if you are, like, I think it's it's worth kind of mentioning, you know what I mean, to the school boards, to these places that are like, hey, maybe we should reintroduce these things to our kids so that they're not just, it, you know, they, they think that the food comes from McDonald's and yeah. then it's just like, you know, oh, it just, it just shows up. It just Could you imagine up. just like the field trip, right? Yeah, you go on no. the field trip and it's, you're going to learn how to bow hunt. No. And all um, the kids are on their down. Like, iPhone. They're like, my iPhone? What? <laughs> yeah. And then you're going to break down the animal. You're going to preserve it. You're going to take it home. You're going to eat it. You're going to learn how to cook. Like in one motion, you're going to learn how the whole system works. Yeah. You got these kids that mm. go to college. don't even know how to make anything but a grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like. Mm-hmm. It's huge. We don't, we don't teach real life skills anymore because no. things have gotten too easy. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, right. food. That's one thing. I mean. I know that they're supposed to have like cooking classes and stuff like that in high school, but that's, that's really true. The, like a lot of, you know, young adults now, uh, I guess, I don't know, would you call them millennials? I'm not sure. I see it in my own that's life. Like the thought of actually breaking down an animal makes me a little queasy, mm-hmm. yeah. but that's because mm-hmm. of, I grew up in an era yeah. that was too easy. You weren't right. used to seeing it. You know it's nothing like a hundred years ago. And and the reason I bring it up is because I'm, you know, I'm the same way, you know what I mean? Like growing up, uh, I thought lasagna, you just, <laughs> I'm like ground beef. I'm like, oh, what? And then now I'm getting older and I'm learning these things. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, mm-hmm. well, you know, I wish I would have learned this earlier. Now I'm not saying I would wish, I, you know, in high school, I would have been able to break down an animal <laughs> or something like that. You know what I mean? Because I probably would be like, I'm not eating meat ever again. You know what I mean? Like one yeah. of these things. But it, I think it's, 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 it's very interesting, mm-hmm. you know, to start on a small scale to get you kind of interested in it. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is actually how food is grown. This is why it's grown this way. This is, you know, where it's coming from. Same thing with, with plants. You know what I mean? Like growing vegetables and those kind of things, like introducing these things to the next generation. Because I think there's there's more so a generational gap, you know, like in terms of the food and how and how, you know, we want to eat and how like the generations are coming up and how they're more, you know, they care about those kind of things more so. I feel like our like our generation is like becoming more interested in that well i feel like we're the More first healthy. yeah i think yeah. now but after it's, us it's, it's kind of flipping lot. it's going back the other direction right it's the application of of that desire for better or whatever mm-hmm. and 
how it's executed is where everybody differs. Mm, right. That's true. Right. Is what is what it looks like. Turns into a big fight, but yeah. everybody's trying to do the right thing. Mm. Yeah. But I think, you know, in those arguments and in those, those slides, maybe you're going to get to a certain place of growth where we can actually start. Because, I mean, that's where it starts every single time. You know what I mean? To be able to grow or do something, you got to have those conversations that do probably get a little awkward. And for the first people that are, you know, those uh, trails, uh, trailblazers. trailblazers and trend centers, like at the beginning, it's like really hard, but it's, it's for a good cause because, yeah. you know what I mean? Years from now, after you've had those conversations, maybe things do change and maybe, you know what I mean? They are talking about these things in school and kids actually know where their food comes from yeah. and they've, they've been hunting, you know what I mean? Like they, they, they understand that entire process and right. they're able to, again, once they know that, you're able to vote with your dollars because for me, it's really hard to believe that people understand these things and then still choose the other way. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not saying every single time you're going to make the right decision because sometimes you're going to, oh, here or there, whatever. But I mean, like right. for the most part, you're going to be able to say once you know, it's kind of hard to go Turn back. A blind eye. You know, like, oh, I, I didn't see that. I didn't know that kind of mm-hmm. thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if and you are in those schools, make sure. Yeah. One well, and two on, like, and on that point, like uh, and I've watched like on YouTube and stuff like people doing homesteading and like doing the harvesting and stuff and it's it's like it's pretty hard to watch like yeah but then i see like their children and their children are like nine or like seven and like the daughter's like she's holding the daughter and the daughter's like four and i'm like and they're there like literally at the butchering and it's like if they're fine because they're used to it because they know like why it happened and they helped raise it and they understand but like you know what i mean i'm just thinking about differences in being raised and being i guess introduced to that kind of thing is changes your perspective i mean <laughs> like I life is not supposed to be as easy as it is right yeah. so mm-hmm. as a kid seeing like this is what it takes for you to have a meal yeah like that's a tough gruesome lesson yeah. that we should all learn yeah, yeah. right yeah because then i mean the consequence of the other side of this is you end up with people that are telling telling me on social media that eating meat is murder mm-hmm. and it's like oh, how do i tell you that that impossible burger you just ate like billions of animals died to create that corn mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's true and it's not giving back so it's not helping us in the future and, and this one animal like this one cow could feed my family for six months yeah so who who's really killing right mm. death is part of life 100 percent. right yeah but we can be responsible about it yep it's in the lion king yeah, if you don't get it, go watch the Lion King. They literally explain it in the, in the movie. You know, it, you know, yep. the the grass grows, mm-hmm. the, the, antelope the antelope eats the grass, the, the antelope then deteriorates and feeds the grass, the grass again. and there's the circle. You know yeah. what I mean? They're, that's how it works. Yeah, and I think it goes back to the the I don't know if it's it's a saying or if it's a parable, but like teach a man to fish. Feed him for a lifetime. Feed a man a fish. Feed him for a day. I said it backwards, but you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Still, yeah. If you teach these kids how to feed themselves, th- these people that you're talking about, where the kids are growing up and they know how to process these things, mm-hmm. they know how to eat. Right. They know how to grow food. They know how to go out and make food. They'll never be hungry in their life. Right. Right. Now, like, and that's a th- I think a mindset kind of thing as well. Once you know those kind of things, how confident you can be to be like, I know how to make food. Yeah. I, I know how to eat. I know how to grow. If I didn't have anything and everything else went away, I could literally, as long as I have soil and sunlight, survive. I'm good. Yeah pretty awesome I, I think it's crazy and I, I i like not envy but i like admire yeah those because i'm like man that's that's such a great thing to know and the i feel feeling. like <laughs> when we talk about generational things mm-hmm. i think like my grandparents like you, they talk about it like well they're not here anymore but you know when they used to say it's like there's like they grew up with the the chickens in their backyard they grew mm-hmm. up with the animals there and they were doing that so then all of a sudden like you a said garden. industrial revolution came and they everything got, got rid of all those things amazon and came. technology and <laughs> it was just like 
Now we click to order, and it's like you know what I mean. Something that's super convenient, but at the same time, it's a lot. It, it I don't know. That's I mean that's the argument of technology, right? It makes that stuff a lot easier, but then at the same time, when you have that comfortability, you're losing something else on the other end. Mm. So we just need to get outside more. <laughs> Go outside. That's, that's the, the tip of the day. Yeah. Animal welfare is really just getting outside. Yep. Just get outside. <laughs> that's the message of the day. Like no, that. but uh, I mean, all good information. I feel like we could keep going and going, but uh, I think the kind of I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully, we're just shifting a little bit of perspective, right? Yeah. yeah. Like the point of this podcast is Bringing to give you a different perspective, maybe get you thinking a little bit, and mm-hmm. then you can go do a deep dive, do more research, and then formulate an opinion for yourself, and let us know what you think in the comments. Exactly. Yes. Love to leave know. us a comment. We'd love to know, and if there's a topic you'd love us to cover, we could do that as well. Yep. We're gonna be actually off for the next two weeks but then we're gonna be back again so the first thursday in september is gonna be the eighth and we're gonna have some great promotions and news and all Lots kinds of things of stuff coming up, going so on tuned. in september so you're definitely gonna want to check that out um, we're also gonna have our heartland celebration our fall festival is gonna be on september 11th as well so in this post description i will put a link make sure that you rsvp let us know that you're coming so you can enjoy all of the free food games crafts prizes and music it's gonna be a really awesome time so community with that justin you can go ahead and send us off All right, everybody. Well, enjoy the rest of the summer. Get ready for the fall. And we will see you back on the Healthy with Heartland podcast after Labor Day.